Hello, and welcome to the Three Vice Men podcast. I'm James. I'm Dom. And I'm Matt. And together we're going on a verbal pilgrimage, taking in all things craft beer. From delicious dippers to dandelion saisons, we'll be looking at what breweries are doing well, and maybe not so well. We'll also be looking at what trends look set to take off this year, and what we're excited about, as well as delving into some of our beery stories. Most importantly though, we'll be sampling beers each episode, and giving our opinions on them, unfiltered by untapped hopefully. So join us as we journey into the world of craft beer, and whilst we may not have a new king to look for, we'll certainly be worshipping a lot of tasty beers along the way. So sit back, crack a beer, and enjoy. Uh, hello people listening, people watching, this is the, the first ever episode of the Three Vice Men. We're here. Yes. COVID, COVID has kept us apart, but that, um, that couldn't stop us, so we're on the Zoom chat. Uh, hopefully the quality of this it will be as strong as it would if we were in person and that means terrible <laughs> uh obviously the uh the three vice and then there's there's three of us so i think it's probably enough time for me to start talking and introduce some of the other people here uh to my left i don't know how this will be displayed when you're seeing it and if you're hearing it there's no point in me even describing where he is but we have mr japanese art himself it's dom lewis oh what can i say it's a pleasure as always boys How's it going? It's a lo- lovely bit of artwork. A little uh, beer journey with you guys. <laughs> Start of many things to come. And exactly. At least two episodes. That's what I heard. Two. I've heard. Yeah, minimum two. <laughs> we, we might even get to six, but let's not push it too far. That's we've got ten years to do that in. Uh, the third host is—he's a bit of an untapped warrior, a man who once scanned every bar, every beer in the, in the fridge of a brew dog. Uh, it's big late boy himself, Matt Waring. Matt, how are you doing? Um, good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me here, I guess, with you two. Uh, yeah, I did scan every beer once in Brewdog. Um, so shout out to them for the app for just doing it for me. We were working this out as well. Did you actually buy anything in that Brewdog? Because I think you scanned everything, but I don't remember you purchasing any. I must have done. Actually, I don't know if I did, no. You've cast some doubt into my mind. I know, that's, um, that's what I mean. That was my favourite thing. And then you'd be re-scanning uh, because we'd be telling you to, like, oh, look at that one. Like, nah, that one. <laughs> I remember, like, there was some massive beers on there. Where's, like, 30 quid? And I was oh, like, yeah. okay, let's scan them. And then um, they weren't actually that highly rated on untapped, <laughs> so I left them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Um, Grab the first beer now. Brewdog is a lovely segue. We've got the uh, Triple Hazy. Very nice. We'll get that out. I'm excited to try this, actually. Same. Like, when their Hazy Jane series was pretty good. Uh, This beer was actually one of the the reasons I wanted to buy this this AGM box that this has come from. And I think we've all got it from there. Yeah, definitely. That's where I got my... It was one of those like I've been buying so much beer in these lockdown times. That I'm spending been... a lot of money on beer as well. Yeah, so I've been I was I was putting it off, but it is it is good value even just on the face of it. I mean, out the out the bat, looking at it, it is very hazy. It does can, look really good. I it does look very good. That. Quite a lot of fruit on the nose. Yeah, I mean, I'm really enjoying that. It's super smooth considering the percentage. Considering it's a nine percent beer, 
It's always nice mm. when Brewdog do beers like this. Because sometimes I know that they have, they, they're always good at bitter IPAs. But yeah. it's quite nice for them to do something different and the softer ones. It just, um, it, um, it's, it's quite well carbonated as well. Um, more carbonated than, than a lot of uh, like beers of the percentage that you'd usually get. Yeah. I think it feels like, um, yeah, just like carbonation kind of pushing it around the mouth to get a little bit scientific, not really. Yeah, it, it can definitely like make or break a beer, depending on its carbonation sometimes. Yeah. If you get one that's just too fizzy, it's just an um Yeah. Drink. No, BrewDog did a good job on that. Yeah, done a good it does, job on um, that. I think the carbonation does add to its drinkability. It's mm. quite, you know, there's definitely a puree element here. Yeah. I think that kind I, of break it up a little bit. I think this is genuinely one of the best brew dog beers non-stout i've just snorted it <laughs> you i thought you were laughing at dom's review yeah I, I thought my review was pretty i was about to get into the detail of it but but no see, this is what a first episode gives you in the, the nose? i'm not a broadcasting professional i should uh, i should put that out there next week it'll be straws only straws only but no, I was going to say, I think this is probably one of Brewdog's best best beers in a while. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty I, like exotic. Yeah, um, you get, it's good for them. I have been a bit uninspired with some of their beers recently. Because um, I think it's just when you compare it to maybe what you get from like a Vedant or a Dea. Like mm. when you, and Northern Monk and things, when you compare some of their yeah. IPAs to Brewdog's, Brewdog's just don't match up but i think this this is really good this is a beer that any brewery in the uk would be proud of now i think yeah i think so definitely for sure but that is an interesting interesting point with brewdog how much do you think that uh is down to and in relation to their large bar presence um in in what aspect do you mean do well, you mean so, the quality of the yeah. beer or like availability i I'm just gonna, you know, put it out there. Brewdog, they've got they've got quite a few bars. I don't know what the the number is at the moment. I think it's... they have a hundred locations worldwide. I mean that's so that's that's probably a fair volume that they'll go through of their beer every yeah. week. Then I mean, yeah. not at the moment for yeah. for other reasons, and that is an interesting conversation to maybe come back to at some point. But when you're looking at you know, big, exciting one-off beers, you know, you're throwing loads of malt, loads of oats in there experiments or hops you're messing around with stuff the volume yeah. they're going to pump out and yeah they'll sell cans it might go into fanzine but they're obviously mm. working to a budget with fanzine uh it, it it but it's most likely to go into their bars yeah true yeah uh, true that that is a good point probably a mark up there they, they probably can't afford to take much of a risk or they'll they'll make a bit of a risk but they can't afford to throw every ingredient under the sun into no. it make a rational it, cost still do even with some of their um some of their special beers and like more limited releases you like you expect even those don't always have the same flavor you know i'm not i'm not saying yeah. i expect a punk ipa to blow everything else out the water that's not what I'm saying, but it's just when you know they have things like this in the locker, it would be nice if they kind of showed it a bit more. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they've just got such a wide audience, haven't they? Like, they're yeah. such a, a wide audience of people um, that drink their beers, go into their bars, like Curtis said, that it's 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 difficult for them to to hype up a special release. Whereas somebody like you know, like Verdant or Dale, like you mentioned earlier, they can kind of hype up a beer a lot easier because they're, I suppose. Um, they're marketing to a slightly smaller audience, but Brewdog have got, you know, they're they're actually like a, they're almost like a, it's a business where you know a whole family can go into a Brewdog bar now, almost. Um, and everyone uh, finds something. Exactly, exactly. And that, that's a really interesting point. Actually, it is a different different standard. I mean, certainly if you think about you know some of the reported problems that Brewdog have had recently with distribution, mm. and you know not having beers in stock online, not getting those deliveries out, you know. Mm. I was on the Dale website the other morning. They didn't have any beers for sale because they'd all sold out. You know, Verdant had their problem that they couldn't get their couriers to come to them. Yeah, you know, that's I, not. That's I suppose not each brewery the same level of criticism. Yeah, every brewery mm, faces true. own issues. It's almost there's a, a kind of a professional image associated with Brewdog, which yeah, you know, I completely agree with that. I think I because agree with that. because they're treading that pathway in between, like macro and craft almost they're trying to mm. be those players in the middle they the business model is interesting to me because it alienates it alienates in my eyes the drinkers that they're targeting because if you drink carling you're probably not going to be as tempted by like a lost lager and yeah. it sort of alienates the craft scene to an extent because they see brewdog as too big for craft almost so it is a credit to Brewdog that they're still improving their sales, even with yeah. what they're doing. Like, I respect it. Yeah, and they're still being innovative. Yeah, exactly. Like um, yeah. this, this, and like Triple Hazy. It's 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 a new kind of beer from them. I haven't seen them brew an IPA at nine point five percent. I can't even think of another one that they've done, or at least in a while. Um, so yeah, like you said, they are still coming up with new ideas. Um, it's, I suppose it's just a bit more difficult for them to do it. Not even just on the drinking side. I think what they do on the business side, a lot of breweries will take a cue from. Oh, definitely. Like Curtis was saying, this all being from the um, online AGM. Yeah. And then yeah. that's probably something that is, is worth diving into a little bit more now with um, you know, events moving to events. Hmm. Yes, I do like that term. Mm. <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> there's a large elephant, elephant in the room that we were uh, going to be going to a few beer festivals that aren't now happening or are yeah. happening now or will be happening in the future. Well, we um, hope. I, well, I'm not going to mention any in particular. So obviously, these come from the, the Brewdog AGM pack, yes. where a lot of people are going to be going to, to Scotland, and I don't know if it is in Elon or if it's somewhere else. Yeah, I think it's in Aberdeen, um, no? Uh, Aberdeen's, I not, think, close, okay close to City. Yeah. I know, you know, Verdant, who we've mentioned a lot already, have put off their, whatever they call their beer bash. Little Summer Beer Bash. Little Summer Beer Bash. Mm-hmm. It seems to be that you know every brewery and his dog at the moment has an event, and um, uh, obviously the, the new day, the day, the day tap room as well had to. Yeah, the tap room. Um, delay, delay I remember getting a kind of um, steady come through. I think it was. I ordered it on the Friday when they were meant to open. It came through on the Tuesday, and it was t- saying, or oh, it must have been the week before, saying about the opening of their tap room. Yeah, yeah. Hand design drinking that was yeah. kind of like bittersweet because I was like, oh, yeah, that's where I could be but, now. You know, 
I, I think I've probably got two questions on on this for for you guys uh, on the event side. Yeah. First of all, who do you think's done it well? What do you think's worked? Um, uh, and and second of all, uh, margins. I, I like to talk about a margin. I like to talk about the business of brewing. Yeah. You know, okay. A lot of people have put a lot of money into you know organising and and logistics for going to these events, putting on these events. Craft breweries, they make a bit of money, but they don't make that much money and they haven't been making that much money for that long to be able to have the kind of base to fall back on stuff. So, you know, I'd like to hear your opinions on, on both those subjects. I don't know if you're going to go first. Aaron... Um, well, I was, I was going to say, in terms of, um, I suppose, an event for BrewDogs AGM, um, in terms of a, a variety of beers in, in the selection, it's it's a very good selection. Um, in terms of <clears throat> like you've got um, stout in there, you've got IPAs, you've got a sour, you've got a lager. Like um, I suppose if it's um, if it was like to be your first kind of event, um, the the beers on show there are, are, are great. You know, a lot of the styles there. It's a real good find at a beer festival, yeah. A real good yeah. showcase of um, of Brewdog beers. Did anyone, um, sorry. Karen, sorry, did anyone tune into any of the actual event on on YouTube? I, can't, I, I didn't. I can't say I didn't. No, no I, 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 didn't, I didn't because, because those are the things that interest me about these events, like the Cyberfest. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Did, did you watch any? Did you guys watch any of that? I, I did. No, I didn't yeah? watch any of that. Curtis, you did. How how did it, was, it how did it go for you? I mean, I think it had it. It's technical difficulties as you might expect if beer 52 is a box and online web shop they're not a production house so obviously there were there mm. issues you know there were some interesting spots they had with with brewers who provided beers uh you know little tours or just introductions and that is something that i don't think you see that much at a beer festival when yeah. i go to a beer festival i don't know if it's that i'm an alcoholic but i like to spend my time you know i mean i might talk to a brewer by a tap I'm not going to go and sit down and listen to anyone yeah, because I'm I... trying to get through everything. Whereas there, you know, I've got the cans in front of me. I'm Why not? I'd love to hear a bit more about your process, what went into this beer. And that, that is something that I think is a positive I wouldn't find. Yeah, I I was going to jump on that with the being able to build a connection with the brewery because I got a turning point. They... Before this all happened, they'd done collaborations with four breweries from four different places around the country. And then they put them all together in a little mix pack. But obviously, the COVID breaking out, they were going to have a big release launch for it in each of the breweries they mm. collabed with. And obviously in their new taproom. But instead, they turned it online. So they did a Zoom chat just like this. And it was like the brewers were jumped in. There was a person from each brewery. There were probably like 200 people in it. You could like ask questions in the chat, went on for about two and a half hours. Each, for each different beer that we were drinking, the brewer from that would jump in with Turning Point That's to talk nice, about yeah. it. And then yeah. last like five, 10 minutes, they'd be like, right, who has questions to ask? And like, what do you want to ask? And I really enjoyed that because it was nice to hear the process they go through and mm. the, the beers were really good as mm. well, which is always a massive bonus. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah it, it was one like I think things like that because I've seen a few places do like Instagram lives and live tastings. I think Northern Monk did one. I've seen local Poly yeah. do Ask Me Anything a few times, and I 
I think that's really good for the small breweries. Yeah. I say small breweries. I know Northern Monks are a relatively large craft brewery, but you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. nice to yeah. see the craft brewers doing things like that. Yeah. But do Do you think you would have kind of learned the things that you learn about when you were in that with Turning Point? If you had just gone to say one of the breweries they collab with to the release, would you have learned half the things that you learned on that kind of chat? No, I I don't think so because it was it felt more personable. Like I, it sounds yeah. stupid, but just mm. i know you guys are sat here like just looking at a screen but it feels like you're in the same room almost so yeah. when yeah. brewers speaking you feel like oh they're actually talking to you and then if yeah. you put a question in the chat and they actually like respond to it and say oh yeah we're thinking about doing this are oh, we glad we liked it it's nice whereas if it was in a festival and there were and because i know some festivals they'll have like little Expos is that what it's called? Where yeah. they'll have, well, they have the brewer up and do a chat and then open it to the floor. If he opened it to two hundred people, I doubt there would be as much like yeah. giving riffing off as there is on something like this. Yeah. So yeah, this is where I think it's good. I think trying to scale down the big events doesn't necessarily work as well. But doing those little homely events, I think, in this environment is perfect. Yeah. I think you got a real point there. It is there's, you know, breweries don't have the capacity the capacity to organise a well. Some might do, and you know there are some excellent you know branders out there and marketers, but you know, for the amount of people that would go to a festival, and if you you'd probably increase that by putting it online and making it more accessible. Yeah, I think you've got a real point there. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Matt, have and you then... checked out any online stuff? No, I haven't actually really. Um, uh, what was I thinking about this? So yeah, I nearly um, bought a fifty-two box, but it's sold out. Um, but I don't know if it's. I just have something. It's in my head. It just wouldn't be the same as. It's, I know it's not the same experience um, as just going to a brewery, and I think that's probably one thing that's been been preventing me from actually like getting involved in anything online. Yeah. Um, really just not the same as being in the, in the room and everyone being there and, and just the, the noise, the, the atmosphere. Um, um, I don't know. I think that's just been holding me back a bit, but maybe you know, I haven't given it a chance yet. So yeah, I you know, maybe I should. Why I would say to you, maybe jump into one of these smaller events because yeah. I know on Instagram live and things, a lot of places will do Q and A's and they'll have it on and you can kind of watch that and they'll reply to your questions in it. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely not the same, but I think Obviously, yeah. it's nicer than, some of the bigger stuff maybe yeah okay. it's good to see how a lot of places have switched hats like i know a lot of places that weren't canning have worked really hard on using up the beer yeah. that they have sort of thing i mean i think mm. what craft brews has is quite special because it's almost like it it's like a family it's almost like a football team it's like a yeah. community yeah there, there's definitely a local champion aspect isn't there no one thousand percent i think we can all name the, the closest brewery to us and we're probably yeah. going to root for them over to you know, some other ones who are because, probably quality yeah because when it comes to it like if you hear weatherspoons might be struggling you're not gonna you're not gonna care too much obviously we all love the cheeky john smiths and the cheap beers they do but on the grand scheme of things if i heard that cloud water were doing badly I'd like hop in and make an order. Yeah, they wouldn't toast my check-ins on untapped, but like <laughs> I want to see them continue to make those beers to not be toasted, you know? So it's you're still bitter about that. I am sorry. Yeah. The thing I have also... got I have got a question for you. 
but first, before I ask it, I'd like uh, some further opinions on this triple hazy. Now that we're um, a little bit further down the glass, I think it's warmed up a little bit. Yeah, it's very, very quaffable. Um, very easy to drink for nine point five percent. You can definitely tell that it's part of the Hazy Jane family. I do like that route they've gone down. It's a cool branding concept to actually keep that one family and like dip, dipper, tipper, quipper. Like it yeah. is, it is yeah. nice that they've done that. And you know, because I think other half are really good at that. And yeah. uh, Treehouse, when you look Treehouse at Treehouse, excellent, excellent yeah. at it. Very hazy. Very hazy. Triple hazy. Like they, yeah. they do. It's nice that you have the ones of ah oh, Julius. Julius was the one I was thinking of. So you got Julius, yeah. triple Julius, King Julius, triple Julius. Yeah, like it, it's so nice. really dumb. What you're saying is you've been to Treehouse. What I'm saying is that. What you're saying is you have stood in the line at Treehouse. I, I, I didn't mean to like slip that one in there, but yeah, I have. That, but that is true. That is true. Yeah, but it is nice. It is nice when they keep. It's it's good for the brand. It's like recognizable, yeah. isn't it? So it's, yeah. um, it's like it makes sense. So, uh, zero. Yes. My other question about this bit: Have either of you looked it up on Untapped and see what people are saying? No, I actually haven't. Oh, I haven't. Well, yeah. this is a perfect you... opportunity then for yeah. me to get you to give your Untapped score. I'm going to let you use all decimals. What I you don't like need about... to go point two fives. What I like about this, like drinking this now, yeah. this is the first time in. A long time that I haven't gone to Untapped before I've drunk a beer. Yes, like that's bad. It's, it's not bad, mm. but it's it's it does change how you taste a drink. It yeah. does because you go into beers being like, oh, it's a four point five, man. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, and then, like, so, so then, okay, so but plus point two five. Yeah. Two on it. What do you rate it? What do you think people have rated it? I'd probably say people have probably averaged it at maybe about a... The thing with like higher percentage beers, they tend to do slightly do better because I don't know if it's just people are more drunk when they leave their rating or whether they're just better beers. You throw more flavour in, people yeah. are going to go... I think it's just bigger flavour. I appreciate you know, it, yeah. Fruitier beer... Um, I reckon people have given this. Uh, I'm going to say about. I'm going to say, four point zero six average. Okay. And I would give it a four point two five. I and think on. personally, I think I would give it a four. Um, like I'm, re- I'm, re- I am really enjoying it, but yeah. I've, we've, I've been so blessed, and I think I speak for all of us when I say we've yeah. been yeah. so blessed by like some of the Daya dippers. Mm. that when you compare this to those and to me those still aren't like perfect those are really really good strong 4.5s and when yeah. you compare this to that it just doesn't quite reach those levels like they're just a bit fruitier and they just have a bit more going on a bit softer but yeah. this is still really good i think yeah. i think people will be around that i could see its average being around four i don't think it'll be any lower than four and i don't but i don't think it'll be above 4.25 i think it's going to be that nether zone. It's going to be... I, like building it. on your point there, I do get... Shout out to the Peep Show reference. Shout out to Peep Show, yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I, I do get what you mean with the, um, you know, comparing it to one of those kind of day, uh, you know, yeah. 
it's there is a, it's a bit more and i i use this term and hopefully you'll get what i mean pokey you know mm. those kind of big in the way that it's a it's a concentrated it's a concentrated burst whereas that kind of big full mouth feels whereas yeah. this you, you, know, you yeah. do get the strength to it yeah it's really I'm... fruity there's loads of mango there's loads of papaya there's loads of puree but i'm also getting at the back of my throat i'm going yeah that's like above eight percent i'm yeah. gonna be that yeah. guy imagine that rounding guy. this out with oats yeah that's the is there other oats in it i've no. tried to because this this is what other half do really well they use like a oat they make like an oaty ipa and it just like yeah. it just softens that burn at the back you get like yeah. a more rounded feel and it's just yeah like yeah i mean you can do it a little bit with lactose i'm less of a fan of that uh, just to round out the conversation uh, it's currently got a 4.13 oh, on I, I can see that which is I'm, I'm looking at it i'm not surprised but then brewdog does tend to be i'd say probably marked pessimistically brewdog, brewdog, yeah, marked. definitely marked pessimistic pessimistically definitely mm. Yeah. And that's because I think also um, sometimes when you're rating a beer on tap, like because you see it's Brewdog, you're kind of like, oh, okay, there's so many, so many different things go into it's so, the psychology. Like you could talk for ages about the psychology behind an untapped rating, like the agenda you have against breweries. You know, people not toasting you on untapped. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. uh, all right, I'm going to tell you that. I give them bloody good ratings every bloody time, and they still don't toast me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Cloudwater, if you're listening, please. Yeah, Cloudwater, please, man. Just please throw don't start toasting Dom Lewis. But when this podcast <laughs> comes out, I'm going to tag you in it just for your shout out, and I'm going to find the timestamp, and I expect to toast next time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> please, please, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Um, but like you, you know, you see, um, if the, if if the beer was Daya, um, yeah. and let's say I didn't like it that much, I probably I might still give it two point five, zero point two four higher, just because of the brewery. Yeah. Just be like, I like the brewery, you know. Um, whereas like with Brewdog, yeah, you kind of think, okay, I kind of like this beer, but because it's Brewdog and I got it, and maybe like even the accessibility of the beer, like. Um, you're like, okay, I didn't have to struggle that hard to get it. It's just a brewdog beer from Tesco, but I kind of like it. You might give it slightly less just because of those factors. Yeah. 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 Okay. So going back to before I pulled you off topic, this is my question. Uh, which brewery have you been, or you not heard from? You know, you've not seen anything from COVID. They've not put anything out. Or, you, you know, you've not seen it. Who, who do you want to hear from more that you haven't? Um... That's a good I, can, I can start if you want. Well, you yeah. Give it a think. Yeah. I, I'd say Burnt Mill. Burnt, Burnt Mill, okay. I thought, were See, on a real upward trajectory before I... this. I haven't heard anything from them. I'd love to get some have, more of it. Have you looked at their online store? They don't have one. See, that's surprising. That That's the bit to me that's surprising. Because Burnt Mill's always been one that's been quite small. They've given to... They do can, but they only give a few cans. Like they keg and they or they set they send barrels to a few places, but not overly many. So I'm not surprised that you haven't heard from them because they don't necessarily update their Instagram that much. Yeah. But I am slightly surprised they haven't not diversified. But I'm surprised they haven't branched out into an online store because that seems to be what a lot of places have done. Even if you don't associate yeah. them with canning. 
now they're like, oh, okay, we put we'll put the beer that we would be sending on keg into a can. Yeah. Um, I will just check now that I've said they haven't got a web shop. <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out to Burnmill web shop. Web shop. But, yeah, yeah. Burnmill, I do love you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I was really pleased to see Wonder Beyond finally getting their store together because I wrote a blog that we haven't we haven't published on our site yet. But I did a thing where I pointed them out as one of my breweries to watch for this year. And mm. the thing that I said in my write-up on them was they need to have an online shop because they had the website, they had the foundation, they had the following, they've got the beers 100%. Yeah. But they weren't really sending them out to people. If you look at their online shop now, they've got eight to 10 beers. And that's perfect. Yeah. That's what I want to see from them. Like, it's really nice to have that little like kickstart for some breweries. It's good to see some breweries that are like making the most of it. I, making the most of it is the wrong way of putting it, but it's nice to see them branching out. Sort of. Yeah, it's it's taking the opportunity that comes from it. I will correct myself. They do have an online shop. They did last time I checked. How stocked it? It's three beers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's last time I went on, they didn't have um, they didn't have a website set up. Are they selling in um, four packs or? Singles? But they have got uh, uh, singles. They have got a. That's interesting. Stockists. Um, yeah. Although there's one place I know I can get it that's not on here, so interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, so. It, it's hard. It's hard to say with breweries. I think I should be. I want to see more from. Hmm. Um. Because I think a lot of the bigger craft breweries that I would look out for are doing, doing quite a lot. I yeah. what I would say is for a brewery like Daya, I potentially want them to do more online stuff, like events. Yeah. Not not like I don't like not hosting festivals, but it would be it'd be nice for them to do some, um. Just throw like a Q and A out there, or yeah, you don't really see much like interaction, I guess, with uh, the community, the beer community, I, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think um, I would say that's that's what I wish breweries did more, as opposed to not seeing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I suppose if one way of looking at it is, um, th- I suppose this isn't really impacted by COVID, but like. Um, uh like they have released some 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 new beers which have which have been fantastic um you know where some other breweries i guess um like uh like i don't know like um verdant and and polly's brew company um maybe i just don't follow them as much or close enough on on social media there's been nothing that i've seen when i have looked at them that that's been like you know i've got to go and make an order for that like i've there's yeah like nothing outstanding yeah, I, I think but that's not to do with covid I, I suppose i just i love those breweries so much i just want to see them you know make fantastic beers all the time yeah this is where i think especially with verdant like you pointed out they've recently increased their brewing capacity moved yeah true and I know, I know they had the issues with the couriers in the beginning, but now they they've seemed to have sorted that. But they're mm. still not producing the volume. Like yeah, when they went to they still saying. got two or three beers. This is the perfect time, the perfect exactly. time for them to be like eight beers on our shop. I know we're hard yeah. to get, but you know we're gonna bring them beers, those beers to you at this time. Like because I mean, like counterpoint to that though is that they are. 
at this moment very worried about their quality control. They've got a new brew kit. They they're, they're not you know they're still betting it a little bit, getting to know all the little ins and outs of it. Yeah, they're going to brew some headliners. They're going to brew some stuff they brewed time and time <laughs> again, and they can taste it and go, okay, that's slightly different. We need to work on that. I mean, I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm just saying that's a potential yeah, opportunity point. Yeah, I, I, I know, but come on, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's got, there's got to be a middle ground here. Like, I'm not saying yeah. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and have 12 beers on their website. Yeah, but no, I know, but there's be... a certain element that you, you just want to be like, you just want to, you want to have that feeling where you want to be like. Uh, okay, that's being released at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I want to be online at 8.59, refreshing the page. I want to get that beer, you know. Yeah. Um, Whereas I, I don't necessarily have that at the moment with them because I know what's coming out is going to be a beer. This, this, this is another thing that untaps room for me. I will always, if, or not, if I'm on an online shop, I'll always drink a beer. I'll always purchase a beer I haven't had before over yeah. a beer I like. Yeah. Which is terrible. Like, even on the Daya shop, Steady Rolling Man, I've gassed about it. You know I love Steady Rolling Man. Yeah. If, the, if it's like Steady Rolling in a six-pack with a new beer, I'd still rather wait till they did two new beers in a six-pack than get the yeah. Steady and the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I, it's an interesting point. It's, but no. you know, isn't that part of I suppose being a crap beer drinker? You want to you want to go and taste as much as you can, uh, uh, you know, from as many breweries as you can. And if 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 you know they are going to be, you know, have two beers that are, that are new on on Friday and they've got steady and another beer on the Tuesday, you're going to wait till the Friday, you know, yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, there, there's a there's a thing there. You know, I think a certain a percentage of the psyche of a craft beer drinker is is someone who is you're thinking about what you're drinking you're not yeah, yeah. yeah you've not got that commoditized lager that you know like, you know if i'm not thinking yeah i probably can have a few pints of that yeah i, I want to be thinking yeah. about the next pint and or the next third or the next 440 <laughs> <laughs> i maybe i drink too many thirds but you know there's that point that if you're having the same thing again it loses some of the sparkle and then you start to question the six pound you've paid for the can. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's the age old thing of like, the more there, the more you have of something, the less valuable it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's about time to crack the second can of tonight. Yes. Yeah. This, this one again is from the brew jog, brew dog, brew jog. It's 9.5%. It's really got to me. The brew dog born to die from the self assembly AGM pack. Uh, here's the can here. I don't know if someone uh, wants to give us a lovely. I'm I'm gonna have to run and grab mine. Okay, you run and grab that. And actually, while you run and grab that, it's a brilliant opportunity for me to go to our sponsor for today. Uh, give me a sec. I'm just gonna bring this up while I get this. Uh, so I'd like to thank uh, our sponsor for today's podcast. Uh, and I'm just going to do a little read for them. Let's get the mic out. Beer comb. Hey, are you a guy or gal who has mean facial hair? Do you tell people that the crumb in those luscious locks is something you're saving for later? Well, now you can make the most of those nutrients. Hygienic? Oh, sorry. Well, now you can make those nutrients hygienic. With the beard comb from JML. 
First, take the comb out of your plaid shirt pocket, then brush through your dense, oily locks. The beard comb will scrape off the square meal shavings, depositing them into a handy seasoning, seasoning satchel, ready for later deployment. Perfect for those long days on the go, when you can't be sure where the next meal is, or beer festivals, when a bag is for cheaters. To claim your discount, go to www.beardcomb.com and enter the code HUNGRYHUNGRYHIPSTERS at checkout for 15% off. That's www.beardcomb.com and enter the code HUNGRYHUNGRYHIPSTERS at checkout. That's HUNGRYHUNGRYHIPSTERS at checkout for 15% off. Beardcomb, save that flavour for later. All reloaded. I'm ready to crack the second um, can. Maybe next week we'll have uh, some Dom's more. Dom's want to give us a description uh, of what we've got here. So what we have here, we can If anyone says we have too much, I find during this quite enjoyed. So these are all I would say quite rude of the IPAs in that it can be quite bitter, quite But it was a rotating series. I think it was every six weeks they'd release a new one. So for example, this is Born Star on the fifteenth of May. When it got to the 15th of May, they released a new one, and then it would be born to die until the end of July, end of June. My quick maths was way off. But it's like, mm. it's just quite, a, it's quite fun. I, I quite like when breweries take the same base and like experiment with it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what this is like, to be honest. It's quite clear. It's looking very uh, clear, very golden. Looking definitely very West Coast as opposed to that. Yeah, yeah the, I definitely uh, think this will have West Coast vibes. I mean, even when you read the can, it just says uh, terminally hoppy IPA. So, I mean, yeah, you, you know what you're getting into, don't you? This is it also says, be... it says liquid time bomb. Yes, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think this is going to be a comfortable 80, 90 IBU. Like, I mean, on the nose, it's there, isn't it? That doesn't mean anything, and you can't say to these people that are listening. So, sorry about that. <laughs> it, it's there. That was a good West Coast. So, my bold prediction—I say no, I've had a sip. But my prediction before drinking this beer was that it was going to be hoppier than Triple Hazy, but I thought I was going to enjoy it more. Yeah. But I also thought the Untapped wouldn't enjoy it as much. I thought people. I think. I think people will enjoy Triple Hazy more because New England IPAs in style, style people like. Yeah. But yeah. I think that this West Coast IPA is just, they, it's something BrewDog do really well. So It is. Uh, and I think if you're going um, with the, what the style of the beer, um, like, yeah, I think they've actually, they've nailed, nailed this. It's, it's lovely West Coast, like bitter. Uh, it's, it's piney. It's, it's 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 delicious yeah all those all those west coast buzzwords it does hit them yeah and it's definitely not overpowering the bitterness because sometimes you get some beers and you kind of feel it's bitter for the sake of being bitter and it's just not a pleasant yeah. drink whereas this is it's bitter don't get me wrong but it's kind yeah. of still smooth it's not aggressive as it goes down uh, so um, thinking now i think i would something else that was in the brew dog uh self-assembly AGM box that we haven't got out tonight. This is a Thursday, so we're not going too hard. Uh, was the Jackhammer. Obviously a beer that used to be all there. I used to drink it a fair amount. I'd like to drink it again, but I'd like to drink it next to this because it's very I'm, similar vibe, isn't it? I'm very excited to see Jackhammer in 440. Yes. Also, yeah, I'm definitely going to get my hands on a can of Elvis juice before oh. I drink my Jackhammer. 
Oh yeah. Oh, the little I know where that's going. The little known Elvis Hammer. Okay, so it was brewed recently in a fanzine. Basically half and half Elvis juice and jackhammer. You get the super bitterness of the jackhammer rounded out with the grapefruit of the IPA. Honestly, fantastic. Both great beers on their own, but even better together. You had one uh, yourself, Dom? I have, but I I have the homemade version. I believe I've had the, Curtis, I've had the you must fanzine, have had yeah. the fanzine, yeah. Yeah. I no, you know, you can't you can't go wrong. It had everything there. Um would I drink it every day? Probably not. Well, I think if you drink I mean, any eight percent beer every day you're gonna be in a, in a pretty <laughs> you've got some situation. On yourself. <laughs> you're gonna drink it every day, but not for many days. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, this is yeah, I, you know, you can't argue with that kind of fruit, but that kind of business. But it's not it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. No, that is true. What I'm interested so this says it's born to die in May twenty twenty. Yeah. But what sort of things do we think are gonna come through in the year twenty twenty in beer styles? Like what are we excited to see? What trends do we think are gonna happen? Like this is gonna um, something's gotta take its place. So what's that gonna be? I think this year started very interestingly. It seemed to start very low alcohol. I don't know if that was my... I was more uh, aware of the kind of dry January movement that happens. Yeah, I think massive this year. I've been staying on the brew dock talking. They opened their zero alcohol bar. Exactly. That literally hits it on the head. I, I seem to have... I don't seem to have seen anything from that recently, and I don't know if that's uh, I've filtered it out. If it's not worked, no, I think it's not there. It might have died a little bit as a style. It, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's gone for I good. But so. I think that's when when interesting... you look, when you look at Tiny Rebel, they're doing their Club Tropicana. They're doing a non-alcoholic version of that. They're doing non-alcoholic versions of a few beers. Cloudwater moving into sodas. The sodas, yeah. I think that's a big the sodas. Um, wow. But Just then... a, a really interesting point on the sodas. Uh, I saw something from Cloudwater recently. Uh, I, I, you know, it might have been asking for PPE or, or one of these kind of local fundraising, not fundraising, but you know, helping out in the in the current climate events. Uh, and the person they said to contact was part of their soda team and mm. had a soda team email. And I thought that was really interesting that they obviously made that investment. They'd got someone on board purely for the sodas. I know when we were there in, in February at the, in the um, taproom in Manchester, there was, it was noticeable the presence there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like one-off they brewed it. It was serious. I think non-alcoholic beers are still going to be massive. Don't get me wrong, yeah. like 100%. I think the reason they've fallen off now is because non-alcoholic beers, they took off as like a social drink. They took yeah. off as a beer where you still want to see your friends, you still want to go to the pub, but maybe you don't want to drink 12% in peace touts all night. So you'd have like a non-alcoholic IPA or you'd have like a non-alcoholic beer, but you still wanted something tasty. So that's where non-alcohol comes in. Mm. When you're sat at home, if you don't want to drink, you just don't drink. That's like, right. That's you true. don't necessarily true. worry about that. And there's no one to have to feel like you're having a pint with like if I'm just sat on my own watching Come Dine With Me, I don't have to... Great show, by the way. Shouts out Come Dine With yeah. Me. I don't Shouts necessarily have me. to grab a like massive IPA if I want. I can just have a water or have a squash or something. And I think whilst people yeah. are at home, they're very happy to do that sort of thing. But I think as soon as you see the bars opening back up again, you're going to see the demand for it. 
one of the biggest yeah. things is how younger people obviously we're young people but like like 18 to 25 year olds now drink less alcohol than they did maybe five years ago yeah, yeah. like a lot of them don't drink as much yeah they might i think it with drugs but but like going on from that i feel like um some brew like cloudwater like you mentioned they're probably trying to go w- with trend a massive trend at the moment is, is is fitness you know um before covid19 i feel like uh, a lot of people were hitting the gym a lot of people um were, were into their fitness and so like if you still i suppose if you kind of if you'd got into your fitness more, but you still might you might be looking for a low calorie option from a craft beer brewery, a seltzer or a soda is, is is the way to go. So I suppose yeah. they're trying to appeal to, to to the trends. Seltzers were another big thing that I was going to bring up as well, to be honest, because I remember when I was when I was in America last summer, um, seltzers were just. Is that when you went to Treehouse? That was. Is that when you went to Treehouse? That was interesting. I think I saw some pictures of that. Yeah, you might have done. Seltzers were just all the rage. Like literally, it's all anyone was drinking. And what you'll find is that things we have, the UK as a whole, is a year behind America when it comes to trends. Yeah. Like America sets the trends, then we follow them. Then Europe tends to follow them. That seems to be. Shouts out to our listeners in Europe. Any year's time when this reaches you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 does just seem, that does seem to be the way. Like everyone, everyone imitates someone else, you know? So yeah. we, I think we will imitate the seltzers and Brood, Brewdog have already started doing one. And I think it's something that we're only going to see, only going to see more of, to be honest. Mm. Um, has anyone actually, have you tried any... Not seltzers. No. I have had um, I have had quite a few of the, the non-alcoholic stuff. Uh, a lot of that for me is I, I, you know, my day job. When in normal times I'm out at events and evenings. Uh, not every night. I'm not a savage, I, and uh, you know I drive, so I, I have one beer and then I've got a find alternatives. So the non-alcoholic beer for me there is is a great opportunity for me to have something that's quite nice and doesn't necessarily rot my teeth. Would or, you yeah, it gives me a load of sugar? Is that is that what you would normally turn to though, or would you still pick like I, 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 low I, soda over it? I probably wouldn't last year. Um, obviously, I haven't been able to get to many things this year because uh, yeah, of course they, they've stopped happening. But the last one I did go to, and it, it, that it was slightly biased in the way that it was in a bar that had these options. options. Yeah, but then I did go that way. Oh. The thing for me that was a little bit annoying is that. I know, going back to Brewdog again, they seem to have got their process for getting non-alcoholic stuff without, you know, just or filtering it out. They tend, they brew it with the without the alcohol, but that uses lactose, and I'm uh, one lactose intolerant boy, so it's mm. not ideal for me. Uh, so it's interesting to see maybe there's a bit of lag where people work out a way to to brew nice non-alcoholics, or maybe that there's so, another way. Fun fact. Brewdog actually lose money on Punk AF. Oh, really? Because they put more hops into it than they do Punk IPA. Oh. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. But I think the barrier to non-alcoholic beers, especially craft non-alcoholic beers, is the price point. This is always going to be my issue with it. You're not going to convert someone that's the designated driver and drinking Cokes for 80p to suddenly be like, oh no, I'm going to have this pint of 
Club Tropicana, non-alcoholic. I, d- I don't know why that's stuck in my head, but it has. So you like they're not going to. I need to try that. I'll give that a go. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it, but you should. But you're not going to pick a pint of that for three pound fifty, when a regular pint in the bar is probably four pounds, over a Coke for eighty pence. Like that's. Yeah. I th- I think they need to provide more of a middle ground in order to really open up that market. Mm. I mean, and just, this is slightly off topic, but I'm thinking about the the market between designated drivers, people that that don't want to drink, people that want to pace themselves. But then my example, and the thing I think about is that I'm at an event, I'm driving home after this. Mm. I want to be, well, A, I want to be able to drive home, and B, I want to be able to go to work tomorrow in the morning, like nothing's happened. And that's something I like to think about is multi-use spaces. Bars are very busy Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. Um, do they get the most time used in the week? Probably not. I mean, mm. you know, certain places probably do. You look at some tap rooms, they don't open that long. If you've got a non-alcoholic thing, you know, a company can hire this out. They can, in the week, not worry about their mm. employees or clients getting pissed but still using this really interesting space that is not just a you know generic, it's not a Bills that you've rented out the corner out of. Yeah. That's not a dig that people that have been to that event. I quite like that event. But, you know, it's it's, a, it's an interesting way and potentially another revenue stream from for breweries that I don't know if they play that long game. Mm. But it, it's you, an interesting one. Do you think yeah. we'll ever see the rise of a brewery that purely produces non-alcoholic Big beer? Big drop. Yeah, big drop was there. Big drop. They only do 0.5% beers. I believe it was from a group of students or something, but they're a super new brewery. They collabed with Tiny Rebel for Tiny Rebel's birthday last year, I think it was. Um, they produced a stout. So I'm going to go out there and say it. For me, a stout has to be high percentage because you get more flavor into it. That's, that doesn't mean the percentage makes the flavor, but they tend to have more flavor in them. But this, First of all, love this, the segue. <laughs> this, this Second is, of all, I do agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like a 0.5% salted caramel stout, I believe it was. And uh, was honestly, it? it was good. Like, it was better than a lot of stouts that I've had. You wouldn't have necessarily known its percentage. It was only. I say when it was pointed out to me afterwards to make it sound like it was a big revelation, yeah. but I, like I looked it up and untapped, tasted it, and then was like, oh, okay, yeah, like it's 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 good. And they, what I like about it is they haven't limited themselves as a brewery. They haven't gone, we're a non non alcoholic brewery, therefore we can only collab with other non other other non alcoholic breweries. We can only yeah. make IPAs. We can only produce them in this can. Like they're, yep. still, they're, they're working with proper breweries. Like they're working with breweries that produce high percentage beers, and like yeah, they're doing they're doing reg, they're doing regular brewery stuff. Like that that's what I think you want to see from non-alcoholic breweries in order for them to progress. Almost yeah. because mm, if, I... you, if you just limit yourself as like oh we're non-alcoholic we're not going to do anything. Just because you're that, it doesn't mean you can't do exciting things, you know? No, exactly. So, exactly. I think it's a big brewery. 
Yeah, I think all these craft breweries moving towards that is a good step because they have all the infrastructure in place. They have the cool recipes and they're just... Yeah. So I've also had a a big drop stout. Mm -hmm. I had the... um, uh, During Brewdog's last collab fest in Cambridge, I had their Nutty Professor. Um, Yeah, and it was in Cambridge. Uh, and that was yeah that was, it was it was nice they it do was, genuinely also, nice beers don't they yeah it also rounded out my flight quite nicely because i didn't want to get particularly drunk from four we, we've all seen the videos of you on that uh <laughs> on that instagram story <laughs> that, that was, <laughs> we've, we've all seen the vids <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a different day a different brew oh, dog God. Um, was that oh, wasn't oh, that like oh, oh. So okay, so you went to multiple Brewdogs over Collabfest weekend. I see how I it is. I didn't I did. to go to a Brewdog each day on the Collabfest weekends. Yeah. 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 See. <laughs> so I didn't want to get too drunk because you drank the other three days, but it's okay. <laughs> that that was actually day one, Dom. I did. I did Cambridge. No, it was, no, sorry, that was day two. I did Reading, Cambridge, and then around London Saturday, Sunday. Um, I didn't think we were going to talk about Brewdog this much, to be honest. That is true. What do no, people? What do people think about the small cans? Has anyone seen this? The small cans that seem to be taken off from a few places. It's an interesting one for me. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting one at this moment, and that, and mm-hmm. the reason I'm saying at this moment is because at this moment products also include shipping. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, when people in Europe are listening to this next year you probably can go and buy stuff in real life uh, but at, at the moment in the UK and last year in the US uh, we <laughs> had to get stuff delivered um, so small cans for me it's an oh, you know, I, I think it really depends on what it is and how you're doing it and, and this is this is my little personal opinion, and I, I know that's what I've been giving for the last 30 seconds, but this is this is my personal opinion. I'd need to have the option for both, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, off the top of my head, I can't quite remember the, the volume of a small can. But it's if you're going 250. To do it, all right, so if you're 250, I'd probably need a 440 option as well. Yeah. Because I, I want to be able to split this with someone. See, for, that... For, I think for that me, is beer where... is best when you share it. I 100% agree, but I think that is where 250s come into their own. Yeah. Because right now, where it's tough to tough to share with people, wander beyond the, the main protagonist of this small can. They might they might not be the main protagonist, but for this story, they in are. your view, yeah, they're they're the, they're the ones that I've seen push it the most, to be honest. Um, because they do, you know, they do high percentage stouts. And yeah. they do like 15, 16% beers. I've got a couple in the cupboard. And I Shouts don't... out to your cupboard. Shouts out to my cupboard. Flex. But, but, but right now, I don't want to have because a big... the beach is that way. I don't want to have a big 440 can of that to myself. Yeah. Like, if, if it's just a new brew Thursday, I don't want to be sat on the sofa with a 16% 440 can because... No by the end of it, I'm going to be wrecked. Whereas if you have 250 mil of it, yeah, that's, you that's also on, not too you? much different, but like, <laughs> it's, 
you're going to be it, less wrecked. Yeah, it, it adds it, up after it, three. It is isn't a it? substantial difference. So it is nice to bring them in, but then where I have the issue again, I realise this is the second time I've mentioned price point being an issue for a new idea. But yeah. price point is an issue because it's like five pounds, five yeah. pounds for a two fifty mil can of a fourteen percent stout. But then if you go to I'm going to pick a brewery at random. I'm going to go Northern Monk because they haven't been shouted out that much in this episode. They're strong impy stouts are maybe six pounds and that's for a 440. So you need yeah. to, again, you need to find the right balance. Like a 250 can should be no more than 350, four pounds for me. Four pounds maximum. Yeah. yeah. Maximum for a 250 milliliter. Yeah. Like I, I really like the concept of it, but they've got to do... They've got to meet me in the middle. <laughs> Gonna come more to my side. Yeah, exactly. Spe- what, speaking what? of middles, yes. uh, middle of this beer. Can I like some second impressions, please? I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying this beer. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. You're enjoying it less than me, to be honest, Dom. Uh, I've, I've been talking a lot. You've been hearing my thoughts on small cans quite a bit recently. I have. So. Uh, for me, this is... And this is why I sort of love West Coast IPAs. You get that real big, you know, bitter hit. You get the, like, resin You crack it, you get the resin, you get the pine. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah, this mm-hmm. is why I... The yeah. last beer was... It's it, like was a warming, warming IPA. Beer. I can't have too many of these. This is all... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then, are you, are you clacking? You're doing dolphin noises. Not yet. That's episode three, mate. Okay. I wait to cut this out the edit. <laughs> <laughs> are you a safe viewers now? What's going on? Uh, the... But then halfway through, and it starts to open out a little bit. Some of that real mm. intensity gets oxidised down. You, it disperses, and you're left with this really drinkable. You know, the bitterness is still there. Yeah, yeah sure. You, I mean, it maybe tastes like it's a fresh crack. 60 you know rather than 80 90 you uh, mm. but but it it's a lot and and you get that real progression through drinking it which maybe you don't get with some other styles i mm. mean a lager's the same it doesn't last very long but it's the same throughout its life so that's true i think that's <coughs> that's why um Ooh. i think my covid i think that's why i think um some one of my favorite styles is probably stouts because you drink a stout when you crack it and it yeah. tastes completely differently to in 10 minutes time when which tastes yeah. completely differently to one draft which tastes completely differently to in 20 minutes time like yeah. you just get which... a different bit of flavor and if you were to drink that stout today but you had another bottle that you aged for five years it would again taste completely differently exactly and i think that's what sticks out to me one of my favorite experiences of manchester Whereas when we was had... it when you uh, threw a curry sauce at a McDonald's employee? <laughs> uh, no, no. For, for legal reasons, that was allegedly. <laughs> yeah, for legal reasons, that didn't happen. But um, no, it was, was when, it when you. Um... It wasn't in malice. <laughs> was it when you? Um, for legal reasons, we can't say the name. Um, but when you did some sort of act of fornication with a fellow member of the trip on the stairs at McDonald's, <laughs> um, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> oh, when I <laughs> it, it was uh, ending the story quite quickly. I think I know what 
uh, talking about. But, uh, moving on quite quickly, I think it was um, when we had the same beer that had been aged in four different barrels side by side. Yeah. That was a, I think that was a really nice moment for me because we were with some people that were perhaps, I'm not going to say we're experienced in our craft beer adventures, but like we've drunk a we lot were, of beer. We're further along the journey than they are. So it was quite nice to have those beers with Lodge and with Ryan because they could actually see that aging beers in different barrels did make a difference. Yeah, And it yeah. was nice to actually be able to taste that and, oh, I put it in a red wine barrel and it tastes like this. Oh, I put it in like a bourbon barrel in a... yeah. Yeah, um, cognac barrel. Like it was, it was nice to see because it, sometimes you really like, could just you really could distinguish what the flavors are. And to be fair, you, you know you got a shout out of that tap room that I forget the name of. It was the Wonder Beyond tap room. Oh, I forget yeah. the name as well, but was it, it was, yeah, it was like like it like their pub, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Like the Freight Knot or something. I'll look it up. But yeah, you got, you got the knot. It was for... just the knot. I the think knot. it was. Just, I think it was just called the with, knot with two T's. Yeah, yeah. We'll be going back. Uh, but just for putting four of the same beer, or you know, on, to a, yeah, like, literally eye, four beers of the same name with a, like, a different bracket after them on yeah on the wall. That's what I would love to see more of. To be honest, it is because normally you have it comes out, but they'll come out like a year after the other, and it'll be like, okay, we mm. bourbon barreled it this year, we rum barreled it this year, yeah, uh, two years ago vintage. Like it would be nice if they just released sets of some of these things, like. And actually, going back to one of the points in, in the first half of this podcast, I, I'd i love to have four cans, four 250 cans, um, of, of a, a stout, you know, aged differently. Oh, 1,000% like oh, a yeah, mixed pack. Well, differently. Perfect, wouldn't it? That'd be awesome. Then, it would be, be then with a video with a brewer talking us through it. Yes. Mm. Or yeah, a because, live session. Because I think um, ones like that are where you really understand the brewer's mentality a bit more. Yeah, what because when it's like we did a lager, we did a IPA, we did a stout, we did a sour. You're like, cool. Uh, all right, yeah, no, like they all taste beers. different. Yeah, nice, good job. Did you see it's... the? Um, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say Michaela did it. The uh, four beers, four different waters. Or yes, I think it was no. Ryan they always do this series. Yes. I was very yes. impressed with this. I'm very intrigued because they take it from where each of their breweries are based or something. Yeah, I, I seem to remember there was a Black Sea, there was a Burton. Yeah, because they've got like, uh, yeah, they've got um, like San, Michaela San Diego, Michaela New York, and then Michaela Sweden, but then obviously our bars everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, they just brewed IPAs using the different waters, which is like, that's super interesting. That's like you changing the yeast, but seeing what the difference actually is. So, mm. yeah, and just keeping all those variables the same. But the water is probably the thing you think. What you know, for me it was the, no it's probably going to make the least difference. You know, mm. you put different hops in. There's there's obviously a different taste there. You put different yeast in. Yeah, you're obviously getting a different thing. You you're more difference. You know, you put loads of oats in. It's a lot more rounded, a lot more mouthfeel than just your standard you know barley. Mm. But the water, I, you know, I get that there's a difference, but, but I, how... I, honestly, I didn't get this series, but I'm, I'm gutted that I didn't at this time. Yeah. Um, I, I was think... actually, I did a, a brew tour around Left-Handed Giants. Uh, brew Shout out to Left-Handed Giant as well. Have you seen, did you go to it when their new tap rooms open? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah you so must I, have done. Hon that, honestly, their brew pub. That tap room. Oh, so did you have some of the brew pub beers as well? Yeah, it's a, and so honestly, the brew pub is an amazing space, isn't it? It's huge. It's it's massive, and also that is highly recommended. When we when we do our um, beer we'll, we'll trip, we'll do a live episode from there Bristol. at some point. Yeah, that's definitely on the agenda because. Yeah, but I was I so I was talking to it's on the bucket list. Yeah, I was there on one of the brewers there when I was on this brew tour. The shouts out to you if you're listening, and I, I mentioned this uh, McKellar series and. You know, asked what their kind of water process was, and I, I was really shocked by the amount of stuff they add to the water to get a consistent, mm -hmm. or to get it to where they want to be. Like it, you know, it's it's kilos of uh, minerals. I speaking want... of not toasting you and checking you in on time. <laughs> I want to know what hop people are excited about this year. Is that a very uh, hot question? What hop? That is yeah. a very good question. Has... Anyone had the Strata hop? I have. I don't what? know if I have or I haven't. Maybe so I have, maybe I haven't. I Curses, don't know. What, what are your feelings about it? Uh, no, okay, so I've got... I should preface this by the fact that I don't actually brew. I just drink right. enough of it that I probably could, could do if I took the time to read about that as much as I read about everything else. Um, but that aside, what I have had and what I've read about people's thoughts about it, and I, I, I do agree with it, and it's also very similar to something that I what I was going to suggest of the hop that I'm looking forward to this year the most, is, is that it's a bit... It's great as like a feature wall. Mm. It's slightly coconutty. It's, yeah. It, it, you know, the flavour profile you get from it is really interesting. But I think at the moment it's slightly too far away from what I'm used to, what I like, what, you know, the kind of way that beer has moved over the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to see it with a kind of, uh, you know, a more neutral hop. With something to mellow out. Great, great base of stuff. You know, your standard flavour palette, but not amped up anywhere. And then you get mm -hmm. the strata on top. I think that's a yeah, really nice. Be, and and something that you can experiment with and you can slowly dial it up until you know everyone's palate is adjusted a little bit so it's interesting because i had a few beers recently that are strata hops and i've really enjoyed them so mm. i messaged reese about them from beer if shout out to beer if you're listening and he just said they're impossible to get hold of at the moment he said he yeah. really wants to brew with them but it's the sort of beer that at the moment is just so in demand it's just so hard to get a hold of which i because every year sort of has that hop that's like what people go to like last year was the cryo citra hops and things those were just in cryo citra boom yeah like they're delicious but they were just so hard to get and yeah just a something i've heard and we're gonna have to get some brewers on um maybe reese first maybe some others get on to to discuss this kind of thing uh it's, it's a rumor i've heard and i must you know, legal reasons this is just a rumor and allegedly, allegedly. uh but galaxy hops to get galaxy hops you have to sign a contract and brew a certain number of beers with galaxy hops in a year 100 percent, 100 percent. i've spoken to reese about this before you do have to galaxy you have to like commit to doing x y and z with it it's not as simple as just being like oh, i want some galaxy hops and just getting them galaxy was actually going to be my hop that i was looking forward to for this year 
Oh, nice. Well, See, we you can it look around forward to, to a lot of it. I love Galaxy. Um, I think it's like just super fruity. Um, and yeah, it's. I, I think uh, Dea, <laughs> shout out to Dea again. Dea did um, the, when they made their Hector versus Hector, Galaxy beer. Yes, that yes, was what I was yes. going to say. Such a sick beer. And um, yeah, Galaxy just blew me away, to be honest. And uh, I think it's a sick hop. Yeah, I completely agree. My uh, hop I was going for, and you might have to excuse the pronunciation, Nelson Sauvignon. See, right. I knew that would be your hop. New Zealand hop. Yeah, right. the New Zealand one. Because they, it, it just tastes, it's got that kind of grapey vibe to it. Yeah. yeah. Ne- it's it, a little it, bit it of melon like in there as if well. You, if you said it was in a white wine, I would not be surprised. <laughs> That's just because it sounds like Nelson Sauvignon. No, but when you taste Dom, it... Dom, you're thinking of Sauvignon Blanc, which is a white wine. <laughs> no, 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 variety. but when, when, you t- when you taste it, it has the same sort of flavour. No, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's no, not, I know what you mean. It's, it's not too far off it, you know, so... And I'm actually, and you know, some brewers might have to slap me down here, I think there is potential for a stout with a little bit of that, whack, you know, some other stuff to you know, give it a bit of character, whack it in some wine barrels. Yeah. Wow. You get that grape on barrel. It could work. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Maybe, maybe two years, maybe three years. Um, that, that's what I'm going for. So I, yeah, I think we probably we've got through enough topics uh, or a lot of topics here, and I think we should probably save some for for next week or or whenever the next time is. Yeah, uh, definitely. So what I think we'll, we'll close this this pod here for now. What I will say is, if you're listening to this and do brew beer, do work for a brewery. Get in touch. Let us know. We're happy to try some of your stuff. We're happy to talk to you about it. Um, similarly, anyone listening who wants to recommend stuff we should try, let us know. Um, I don't think we have an email at the moment. We might do. We might do by the time this is published, and you'll be able to find it in the description. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll set, up a, yeah, we'll, we'll set up. Yeah, we'll set up a three uh, by There will be email. some way that you can get in touch with us, and there will be some way that you can recommend what we talk about: topics, beers, trends people and we'll um, we'll get the website sorted the website <laughs> might be sorted uh at the main <laughs> what we're we selling on the website we're not selling uh, anything and, anyway we're just putting links and stuff all right matt <laughs> what about hats uh, maybe if you want us to sell anything we could sell some suggestions those those people in america please give us feedback on the merch we've put out uh uh and with that i think we will leave you and Cheers. we'll get back uh, with a cheers. See you next week. And uh, cheers. See you next time. Yourselves. Cheers. See you next time, lads. <laughs>